For me, it's 10.08 p.m. on July 10th, 2022, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is the... Uh, darn it, I, I was going to say something of baking. The the broad of baking doesn't sound yeah, nice. Well. Yeah, that's, that's rude. What's another word that starts with a B that's not mean, though? The... The bounty, the uh, the the beautiful baker. Mm. No, we'll workshop that. Lindsay, welcome <laughs> back to the Media Files. Thank you. And uh, this is a little bit of a late episode. We had a very busy week this week and weren't able to sit down and record this episode up until this point. But um, I, I want to say too, normally we have Sean on when we talk about Marvel-related things, and I think that this is your first appearance on the show. As we talk about something Marvel related, I think it's the first appearance of somebody not Sean as we talk about something Marvel Marvel related. Um, But that's okay. I wanted you on here for specific reasons. And uh, we are going to have Sean on next week because we'll be talking about Thor Love and Thunder at that point. Yeah, why are we doing Miss Marvel and not Thor? Well, that that one's coming. Okay. That's the next episode. But I feel like that one should have come first. Well, I got it. We got to knock out all the episodes. All There's right. there is a schedule. There are things to do. Thor: Love and Thunder is coming, but this week on the Media Files, we are talking about Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe series streaming exclusively on Disney Plus and follows Kamala Khan, a teenage superhero enthusiast who inherits a magical bangle. Kamala has to learn how to harness her new powers while also navigating teenage relationships, family drama, and of course, evil gins. Miss Marvel debuted on June 8th, 2022, and five of the six episodes have aired so far. It stars Iman Vellani, Yasmin Fletcher, Matt Lintz, Aramis Knight, Reese Shaw, Zenobia Shroff, and others. Now, Lindsay, we have we are all caught up. We've watched the five of the six episodes that have happened. And I don't feel bad having you on instead of Sean to talk about something Marvel because you are 100 percent caught up on Marvel lore. We you and I do watch every every single thing that's Marvel related that comes out of, of Disney. And I have some knowledge. Yeah, you've got it all. You, you've seen all of the hundreds of hours of material of Marvel material up until this point. And so. Now, watching Miss Marvel, what are your overall thoughts on it? I I don't think it got very good until about episode four. Really? Yes. Why is that? I feel like there was... It, they just didn't make... I don't I liked the comics. I thought those were very fun. However, they do this thing in the background where they play with their text message conversations or whatever's happening. And they use, like, the neon lights or just, like, shops in a window as, like, background commentary to what's going on. And then they stop after the first episode. And I don't know why they didn't stick with that style. There's so much they could have done with it. So do you, do you like it starting in episode four or... You I mean, the story until... the story got better in episode four. 
The first three episodes are pretty boring. Now, see, I, I kind of uh, disagree. There's a lot of buildup. I, I disagree quite a bit to this, actually, because like you like you mentioned, the style choices in the first episode I thought were really, so really cute. cool. There's some neat, like, cartoon, comic-y kind of stylistic choices. Like you said, the text message bubbles that pop up here and there, neon lights and windows that are messages from somebody else that I think are really cool, a really neat part of the scenery and very inventive. Um, and then almost like... Almost like a Batman's, the old Batman thing with like the pow, boom, you know, like that kind of comic-y representation in this TV show was kind of prevalent in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then you're right, it stopped altogether and I was really bummed out by that. Kamala is, like I said, she does not start a superhero. She starts as a superhero enthusiast, specifically Captain Marvel. She cosplays at her at a convention, you know, and that, that kind of personality of hers, I think trailed off into the show, especially in the first episode, really well in the style choices of the show. And I loved that about the show. And it should be said that this is a teenage show and kind of should be seen as kind of a YA type action superhero drama. And I'm enjoying it for that because I really love coming of age stories. But I feel like after the first few episodes, they've really gotten rid of that. They've gotten rid of the kind of the teenage angst. Mom and dad are mad at me. I have a crush on this guy. They've kind of pushed all of that to the side for this story about Jins who are trying to get back to their own dimension and they need the bangle that she has to do that. And I'm I'm just not really buying that, you know, if for for kind of a really unique neat villain. We've never had Jins before in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a, a, a unique villain. I don't know any of their names at all. Oh. Yeah, that's true. But it's also because it's we're not familiar with the language. I feel like the names just, just don't stick for us. But I also don't feel like the villains have played an integral role in the show. I feel like the characterization of the other characters of, of Bruno and Kamala and Kamala's family, her mom and dad and her brother and her brother's fiance, there are some really, really cool scenes involving all of that. And I don't feel like the villains get near enough time to be as important as they have been for episodes four and five. Now, episodes four and five, admittedly, have taken place outside of Jersey City, where Kamala lives. They take place in Karachi. And I do feel like we get a little bit of dip in quality once we go to Karachi. I feel like it just kind of turns into a run-of-the-mill superhero. There's a couple car chases. Yeah, run-of-the-mill action scenes. There's some kind of like weird time travel memory sequences that I'm not fully buying either. Going from this to Moon Knight, like I see the, the style like similarities. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And especially episode four and five between Moon Knight and, and this show, I think we do get a lot of similarities in that. And, and to be fair, similar areas of the world. I think that that's to be expected. But I think that they're coming too close together as well. What I wanted was the teenage YA version of this show and not the Middle East car chase version. Yeah, more Kamala development. Right. I do not like their choice for Bruno. I don't think... That's actor Matt Lintz, by the way. I don't think he was... I don't think he makes a good Bruno. I think he's fantastic. I, I think he's don't. he's very goofy looking, very awkward, very smart. And that's the Bruno that I remember from the comics as being just kind of this awkwardy, nerdy teenage boy. Like I get that, but I also don't see the connection he has with Kamala. Like it's just 
not natural. Well, as we're talking about Kamala, too, we have Iman Vellani cast as Kamala Khan. How do you feel about her? I think she's doing great. Uh, isn't she's she adorable. fantastic? I think that she is a by far the standout of the show so far. I think that a lot of the other cast kind of falls flat, with the exception of Zenobia Shroff, who plays Kamala's mother. I think that she is just killing it every single time she's on screen also. But Kamala Khan, uh, Iman Vellani, is really, really doing a great job. She's very emotive, very sweet, very funny, and I think is going to make a really good addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We know that she's going to be in The Marvels, which is the Captain Marvel follow-up movie, next year. And I think that getting to see her on the big screen, and this is her first role, by the way. She's never acted in anything professionally before, and so I think she's doing a really great job. The standout of the show, and obviously the star of the show. I think she'll be cute next to Hawkeye. Kate Bishop. Haley, Kate Bishop. Yes, Haley, Haley Steinfeld. Sin- yep. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Uh, I think they'll be cute together. Well, and then we also get uh, the new Black Widow, right, played by old... Um, Florence Pugh. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I think that we're building like this really neat Young Avengers team here that I can really get behind. I think that that's it's going to be super cool. Now, you did mention that you've read the comic books and I've read the comic books as well. These right. were this is the original appearances of Miss Marvel with Kamala Khan in that role. And it was created by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona. We actually own the first appearance of Miss Marvel. I, I keep telling you, these mar- these comic books are going to pay off one day. And now the, this issue is just blowing up in price and value. It's a, it's a, yeah, it was a, a good buy. The, but a lot of the comic book story is um, building up the Inhumans and telling that story. Correct, And they yes. didn't go that direction. Now, I think that there's, remember that Marvel did have an Inhumans show a few years ago starring Black Bull. And Medusa, all the Inhuman characters. Anson Mount played Black Bolt, and he actually reprised that role recently in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. But that show was really, really poorly done. Everybody disliked it, and it was canceled in less than a season. So nobody watched it, and I think that there's still probably some embarrassment internally about the the uh, Inhumans, mm-hmm. and they don't want to go that route again yet, even though they did bring up Black Bolt uh, officially again. But... How do you feel about the change of her powers also? Not just that she's not an Inhumans, maybe, we haven't seen the sixth episode yet, and we do know that there's something else going on here, um, but her power set is different, too. It in, is different. In the in the comic books, she gets what she calls embiggening powers. She yeah, always calls she them- Yeah, ca- she comes up with silly words. She, yeah, and it's basically uh, shape size shifting, right? She mm-hmm. can stretch her arms, she can grow Big. 10 times her size, she can shrink down really small, and so kind of- of an Ant-Man meets Mr. Fantastic power set. In this show, she can kind of produce force fields in a way. Yeah. Um, these the power is outside of her. Yes, it's, it's these, not her body. It's the a power outside of her. It's these shiny purple rocks that she can either put on her body or on the ground, and she can do things with them to make them look like her body, right? Like make a long hand or arm. Yeah, and a bangle wasn't her main source of power. In the comic books, no. no, it was her inhuman, her inherent inhuman genetics. Right. How do you like the change of her powers here? At first, it was off-putting, but I think it works. And see, I do too. And I think it works for bringing in her um, ethnicity and her background story. Right. And I do got to say, this is the first Muslim superhero that we've gotten to, both from Marvel and really, I think overall, I can't think of a, of a good example of another Muslim superhero. 
But using the bangle to give those powers and how it's passed down from generation to generation has actually really tied in very well with the story that they're trying to tell here, too, in in that they were trying to flee a country that was violent and unsafe. Um, you know, they're protecting their children. They're marrying outsiders. They're immigrants living in a country that they may not feel entirely comfortable in. Right. And and she's grappling both with being a teenager in these relationships that she has, but also with her own family history and what her parents expect of her and how she's expected to respect and revere both religion and tradition familiarly, right? Now, the actual power set, I actually kind of like it. I didn't think I would like it for this show, uh, but I don't hate it. I I try to think back about any time I've seen a character get super stretchy on screen yeah, and it like, always looks stupid. Uh, it, like Fantastic Four. Any of the Fantastic Four movies, right? It's always looked dumb. Yeah, it would have to look like Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> right, that's yeah. From, yeah it would from, look weird. Yeah, and that's CG, right? And it almost still looks weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, thinking about that and thinking, knowing that they're going to have the Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before too long anyhow... Um, I, I, I do think that there's a good change going on here. You don't want her to share powers too much with Mr. Fantastic. So yeah, she does have a unique power set now. And I do think it kind of plays in neat with her story. Like I said, I didn't think I'd like it at first, but now I, it's I do. worked. Yeah. yeah. This is a new Disney Plus series from Marvel, and we've gotten quite a few of those so far. How are you feeling about the Disney Plus series overall, comparing this to Loki, WandaVision, Hawkeye, oh, Moon Knight? You really can't compare it to the WandaVision. That one was I know, so yeah. good. I know you love WandaVision a lot, right? Yes. But I you'd at least Loki rank this one above. Was good too. You know what's different about this one is it's a new superhero. The other ones are ones we're already familiar with, and they were telling a new story about them. With the exception of Moon Knight. Moon Knight was new. Moon Knight was new. And I enjoyed that one more than you did. Yeah, right. And I didn't I didn't love Moon Knight. I liked Moon Knight. I think I like this one better than Moon Knight. I'll be honest. I and again, it comes back to it being kind of this YA teenage comedy yeah. drama, which I love. Again, I think that this is something that makes Spider-Man so popular. Yeah, right? it doesn't Peter take Parker, seriously. It doesn't. Peter Parker is a goofball, a, a nerdy dweeb who accidentally gets superpowers and has to learn both how to deal with superpowers and being friends and having a girlfriend and hiding them from her family, right? I think that this is the Disney Plus version of... Of Spider-Man, of the Spider-Man story. That's a really good comparison. And for that, I really enjoy it. I'm a, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. And so for that reason, I think I, I like this one more than I like Moon Knight or more than I liked maybe, you know, definitely Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> but it's a good show. It it's, is a, yeah, it's a, it's good, a show. good show. It's not great. Like I like I said, I think it, I think it goes up and down in terms of quality and I don't think it lands its vision entirely. I think there was I think it just gets a little too generic at points, but overall really good. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do give a very stupid, utterly arbitrary rating to. Lindsay, how do you arbitrarily rate Miss Marvel? I would rate it a nightlight girl. Not quite Miss Marvel. <laughs> nightlight. And that's how funny is that? That's the uh that's the name she goes by in the first couple episodes before they've called her Miss Marvel. And let me say, I am ready 
for superheroes to accept their costumes and for superhero properties to just give us costumes. We are five episodes into this show. We've not seen her costume at all. And they keep kind of hinting towards it, right? She's got the red sash. This She's got the earring. She's been collecting each item. Yeah. I just realized yeah, that. Yeah, every single piece has slowly kind of been coming together. And I, I get it, you know, and you want to have a big reveal. Uh, but at the same time, I would have really liked for her to have this costume. As long as we get a really good comic accurate costume, um, then I, I won't be upset by it. I rate this show a good out of Marvelous. I think it could have been marvelous. It really could have. There were just some things they missed or forgot about, I guess. Like I say, I I think it resembles a little too much Moon Knight in many ways when it didn't have to. It, It could have really been its own thing and it started being its own thing. But I think we're probably going to get a little bit back more into that as the series rounds out in episode six. And uh, I, I assume the series will end in Jersey City, right where it started. And final question, do you think we see Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, in the final episode? Oh, we have to, right? I mean... She hasn't been in any of the other series. Part of me wants to believe that she can maybe show up and help save a day or something, right? But I think that might be too much. I think it takes away from kind of the glory of Miss Marvel having her own story. Maybe a flyby, right? Maybe she just lands right in the last second, like a like a Superman at the end of Shazam type thing. Oh my gosh, I love that scene. The best scene, right? Uh, maybe one of those scenes and she just, you know, I, yeah. I do want to see Kamala freak out the first time she gets to meet Carol. I think that's going to be a very, very rewarding scene, but I don't know if we actually get Carol Danvers on screen. If we do, we'll probably talk about it next week on The Media Files, but that's all the time we've got now, and we want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this week of The Media Files, and thank you again, Lindsay, for being here. I live here. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian, and the producers are Jacksack and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstuff, that's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the RPG Era Discord, with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to, and until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Good night.